0: Welcome to Lakers Carpool, part of the Basketball Podcast Network. My name is James Brooks. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me on my drive to work this morning. Today we're going to talk a little bit more about Legacy, the Lakers documentary that we've been talking about during this offseason. We're going to talk a little bit about Lakers Media Day and Lakers roster, personnel, things like that. Let's jump right on into it. All right, so Legacy, episode 8 I want to say was the last one that just came out and again you know nothing but good things to say about this documentary the cast the interviewee interviewer interviewees are great and it's a it's a good pod, it's a good podcast it's a good documentary so again if you haven't if you haven't watched it go ahead and watch it but we're in, in episode 8 we're right around to the point where Shaq leaves the Lakers. Kobe drives out Shaq. Kobe drives out Phil Jackson, wants to do everything on his own, and does do it on his own for a while. Puts up good stats, puts up 81 points in a basketball game, but the Lakers continue to lose in the playoffs, and he can't get over the hump and get back into the championship. Lakers make a... Well, Kobe says that he wants to get traded from the Lakers. He's done. You know, the Lakers don't want to do what they need to do to win blah 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 which is kind of counterintuitive since he's the one that drove out Phil Jackson and Shaq and all that stuff so it's kind of funny in that sense but Kobe kind of bluffs maybe it's kind of serious I mean I think he wanted to stay with the Lakers but he was willing to say that he wanted to trade in order for just to push the Lakers to do what he thought would be the right thing to win basketball games so Kobe requests a trade there are the Lakers going to trade Kobe uh, Mitch Kupchak starts getting calls from teams on whether or not he the he will trade Kobe you know he was saying like teams would call me like I know you're not gonna trade him but what if you blah 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 and I think what they were saying is kind of Kobe realized that if he gets traded another team is gonna have to trade all of their best assets just to get Kobe because that was I mean that Kobe was in the prime of his career at that point like at least prime of his athletic ability and So for the Lakers to trade Kobe, they were going to need to get all of the best assets from a team in return. So Kobe was realizing, okay, if I get traded to a team, I'm going to go to a team that has nothing left because of what it's going to take to trade for me. So they kind of brushed over the background of how this happened, but the Lakers go and trade for Pau Gasol right around that same time. Pau Gasol comes to the Lakers, and it's all, you know, I mean, the Lakers go to the championship in 2008, lose, win in win in 2009 and that's basically where episode 8 ends they don't get into 2010 yet just yet but um, definitely an interesting episode more interesting to hear they also talk a little bit about Andrew Bynum and Jim Buss how Andrew Bynum was kind of Jim Buss's guy and maybe the Lakers shouldn't have shouldn't have tried to take him and pick him from just being such a young guy he had only played so many even high school basketball games he had bad knees bad knee injuries I think ultimately it's interesting because, on the surface, it's a bad, maybe it was a bad draft pick, but Andrew Bynum ultimately ended up kind of panning out for the Lakers, and you know he played well enough to help the Lakers win two back-to-back championships. So, I'm curious to hear what they talk about when they bring that back up, and if they if they do talk about that at all, uh, because this this documentary it's funny because it's a Lakers documentary about you know from showtime through present day and sometimes i do wish they would talk a little bit more about the basketball side of things but they focus a lot also on the ownership side of things with the bus family i mean it's called legacy because of the legacy that jerry bus left for his family basically at least that's part of it and then also just legacy of the lakers and dynasties and all that stuff but it's um sometimes they brush over some of the intricacies of like the deals that were made that I wish they would go into a little bit more and some of them they do go into depending I don't know I don't really know the rhyme or reason exactly but I think they're leading up to the family drama so talking about Andrew Bynum and all that stuff was kind of leading into the leaning into the, the family drama a little bit so good episode overall it's it's interesting to to hear people's takes on on like Kobe and stuff because obviously Kobe's not here anymore to tell his side of the story. So, but I think the I think the documentary is doing a good job at at not looking back at Kobe with rose-colored glasses, you know. Like Kobe was a kind of a tool, at least at the first like the first half or so of his career. You know, he drove drove away Phil Jackson drove out Shaq like he was a tough guy to play with not a great teammate all these different things that you know it's it's just how it is. it is how it is like he was a good basketball player but he was kind of a jerk also it wasn't until later on more towards like the Pau Gasol kind of era with Kobe where he softened up a little bit as a teammate I mean he still was a hard worker and still was one of the best to ever do it and held himself to a high standard but he became a better teammate later on, I think, and we haven't just we just haven't gone there yet. So it's funny, you know, like hearing like I'm so used to people talking about Kobe with just all of this respect and blah blah blah, and I would say, not that they're not talking about him with respect, but that they're not holding back on really sharing who Kobe was, which is fair. It's totally fair for them to do that. And I'm I'm glad that they are doing that. It just it's just interesting because I think it takes a lot of Lakers fans and Kobe fans back when people start talking bad about him, and you know because he's dead, right? It's like you don't want to talk bad about him, but if you're telling a story, if you're if you're, if you're telling his story, if you're telling the Lakers story, you do have to tell the truth and tell talk about how Kobe was. It's unfortunate again that Kobe can't tell his side of the story now, but I don't think there's any secrets. And I, I had that same I had that same reaction when I when I read Three Ring Circus by Jeff Perlman which definitely recommend if you haven't watched or if you haven't read. Just about the Lakers 3peat era in the early 2000s and he doesn't really hold anything back against Kobe, right? He 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 tells it how it is and it doesn't shed Kobe in a great light because that's just how he was back then. He just kind of was a jerk. He was hard to play with. He worked hard. There's some things that were commendable about him, but a tough tough to like really talk great about him when he was saying certain things and trying to fight Shaq all the time in practice and stuff so it's an interesting it, it, actually it sparked up an in- interesting discussion between my wife and i because she hadn't really had that realization yet i i had kind of had the realization about it you know just really who kobe was um just about who kobe really was when i was re- reading three ring circus and she obviously hadn't, and you know you have to remember for her and both her and I were we were six six years old when that when when the Lakers won that first championship maybe turning seven we were six or seven around the time the Lakers won that first championship so we were young like we weren't really keyed in on the dramas of the Lakers and who Kobe was and who Shaq was and I mean like we knew that they were good basketball players but we weren't keyed in on like the ins and outs of that dynamic so. For her, she's almost hearing a lot of this stuff for the first time, which is which is interesting to get her take on it. And she was almost like, "Yeah, like why? You know, Kobe was kind of a jerk. Like, why do we think it's so great of him?" And and she even, I mean, so she grew up as a Celtics fan. She's she has since converted to a Lakers fan. But during the whole Kobe era, she she was not a Lakers fan. She did not like Kobe she kind of learned to like him or she grew to like him later in his maybe career and even post him retiring and everything but she was kind of like yeah like why do we praise Kobe for for who he, well, he was kind of a, a, a bad guy kind of a jerk and a, not a good teammate and all this stuff and it's really tough with Kobe because you do have to kind of differentiate like not, not that you have to ignore who he was early on in his career but you have to view him just like you do with any person his the full spectrum of his life and his career right like yeah he was not a great teammate he wasn't a great guy maybe when he was in his early 20s and early on in his career and everything but the growth that he had the the character arc so to speak that he had was pretty amazing to go from this guy that no one really liked and like couldn't really play with and all these things to then being such a great teammate to like Paul Gasol, Lamar Odom, and and all those guys, winning championships there, and then retiring and and diversifying his his stuff, getting into business, getting into film, getting into uh, women's basketball, supporting his daughters, and all those things, right? Like it, it's a pretty cool career or career, I guess career, but also like character arc and and just seeing him change in that sense for the better. So I think when when people look back at Kobe and, and they they praise him for the person he was they you know you of course you don't ignore who he was or how he acted as a as a younger person but you also and you take that into account obviously but you also um remember him for who he became later in his career and after retirement and all that stuff so definitely an inter- interesting discussion and, and everything cuz and we were also kind of getting into like is the is the winning at all costs or maybe not at all costs right because I don't think Kobe ever like cheated or anything like that in terms of his basketball playing but winning at all costs in the sense of just doing working as hard as he can doing everything he can to set himself up to be in a position where he won't lose ever and being uber competitive right it's like is that is that healthy? Is that a healthy mindset? Probably not. It's probably like most people aren't like that, right? That's why Kobe and Michael Jordan and Tom Brady and those types of people are are unicorns in that sense. But you know, is it really is it really healthy and is it really praiseworthy, right? Like, would you want to raise your kids to be like that? And I think for me, right, it's like I don't maybe maybe I don't don't I don't think that having that mindset is healthy, right, for a, a being a well rounded human that has friends and stuff right like you don't have a whole lot of friends when you have that mentality but there are pieces of it to learn from and and things to take away that are good and whatnot so definitely it sparked the last episode sparked that that interesting discussion so with you know if you're if you have some thoughts on it i'd love to hear your thoughts send me a tweet reach out to me Um, let's have, have a little conversation about that but yeah overall legacy latest episode was just more more good stuff. I, I don't really have anything to complain about it, that's for sure. And you're probably tired of hearing me say that it's a good documentary. So if you haven't watched it, go watch it. The NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, Everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Alright, let's talk a little Lakers roster, media day, all that fun stuff. So last episode we talked about the Lakers signing Dennis Schroeder, which we... For the most part, like I mean, we definitely like it that he was signed for one year, two something million dollars, right? We like we like that. Lakers roster though is a little a little strange. You know, we talked I talked again a little bit about this last episode where Lakers signed Dennis Schroeder, trading for Patrick Beverly, holding on to Russell Westbrook is a little strange, right? It's a little we're a little top heavy at guard. Not to mention like Juan Scandolo Anderson and. Lonnie Walker and Troy Brown Jr., these guys that are also kind of like more like guards, right? Like these guys aren't aren't really small forwards, that's for sure. So the Lakers are a little top-heavy at guard right now, which makes me think the Lakers are still trying to make a deal. They're still trying to make some sort of move. There were some reports on Twitter yesterday or two days ago about how the Lakers were very, very close to bringing in Buddy Heald and Miles Turner from the Pacers, making a trade for them. But it just never really developed, presumably because the Pacers wanted, you know, two first-round picks from the Lakers, and the Lakers didn't want to give up two first-round picks. That's my guess of why things didn't, didn't progress any further. But, I mean, if the Lakers were that close, as the reports are saying, to, to making a trade, and the Pacers were that close to accepting a trade, I wouldn't be surprised to see something still happen or or to, to know that something or to learn that something is still on the table between those two teams. I'm curious what the pieces were. I'm assuming Russell Westbrook was involved. Yeah, uh, it's the Lakers are in a weird spot because you had media day. You have this roster that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You can, you can see the pieces there. You can see things coming together a little bit, but it's not a complete roster. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So but at Media Day, right, you have people being positive. There seems like there's a lot of positivity. It's from the videos and in the reports I've seen from the Lakers practices, things look to be to be good. LeBron, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook all seem to be having a good time together. So that I mean, that's good. Team chemistry is important, obviously, so we want team chemistry to be good. You know, you see videos of Troy Brown and Lonnie Walker putting in extra work after practice, which you love to see. I, I feel good about the positivity around the Lakers right now and within their their team and and around camp and, and practice and, and media day and everything. But that being said, things still don't make sense from a roster standpoint. So the Lakers still need to make something happen. They, they I'm assuming we're stockpiling all these point guards so that we can see which one which team takes the bait basically <laughs> like I, I don't know what the what I'm assuming uh, Russell Westbrook is part of that the, these trade talks right and I'm trying to remember what remember what the quote was Rob Polinka was interviewed about Russell Westbrook and he was positive positive about Russell Westbrook but then when they talked about him staying with the Lakers Polinka said something along the lines of, well, you know, as the season progresses, if moves have to be made, they'll be made. Kind of Something something along those lines, which was pretty interesting. So he's definitely not committing. At least Polinka it doesn't sound like he's fully committing to Russell Westbrook being on the Lakers long-term for the rest of the season. That being said, Russell Westbrook's coming off of, I think, his worst season in his career with the Lakers last season. So there just aren't many teams, I, I think, that really want to trade for him unless they can get two first-round picks from the Lakers. And it's just a tough, it's a, tough, it's a tough deal because it's like we don't want to make a desperation move to get rid of Russell Westbrook. But at the same time, I think they're a little desperate to get rid of Russell Westbrook. I mean, I, I will say I appreciate Russell Westbrook's positivity. You know, he's gotten a lot of crap from the fans and the media and all these different different outlets gotten a lot of hate and crap and stuff and some of it is kind of deserved right like he played terribly last season he did take on a big load workload with LeBron and Anthony Davis being hurt for a good portion of last season but it was i mean we just can't we don't want to beat around the bush it was it was a rough season so but he does seem like he's he's being pretty positive in terms of like playing with Patrick Beverly like there's all positivity positivity there which is great there's him It, it sounds like he's pretty open to maybe coming off the bench or doing just taking on a role whatever needs to be done for the Lakers to be successful which is good to hear because last season it sounded like Russell Westbrook was very adamant about being on the court in the last five minutes of the game starting all these things that like maybe weren't best for the team last season and maybe he plays better this season maybe it's maybe it's right for him to start maybe it's right for him to be in on the court for the last five minutes of the game in a close game but last season there were definitely cases where it it was not best for the Lakers so to hear that he at least is sounding like he's again wanting what's best for the Lakers or taking on a role that will make the Lakers the most successful. It sounds like him and and Coach Ham are are vibing. Like it sounds like he's in, like is liking playing for for Darvin Ham more so than he did Frank Vogel, which is a positive. So there are definitely I there's positives going around camp. There's positives going around the Lakers that make me feel good and make me feel hopeful for the season. But then I step back and think like, well, what's going on on with this roster? Like yeah with LeBron James and Anthony Davis they make up for not having certain positions maybe right like LeBron although he is old getting older can step up and guard the best player in a crunch time situation Anthony Davis can do the same thing we need someone to step up that that is a little bit bigger than than a guard to to be able to do that though right like you can't have like yes we have Austin Reeves and and some other guys that that step up and play defense but it would be nice to have someone that was like six seven or taller to do that also that's not LeBron or Anthony Davis so we will see what happens I, I do still think a trade is on the table for the Lakers I think that we will see something happen whether it's before the season or maybe a few weeks into the season I do feel like something will happen because while I don't agree with what Rob Pelinka did with the Lakers after the 2021 season trading for Russell Westbrook and everything I do think that he understands that this Lakers roster doesn't make sense that there's too many guards there's not enough wing defenders and all that stuff but also at the same time the Lakers that's always been the biggest criticism for the Lakers is not having wing defenders right even when the Lakers won the championship in 2021 in 2020 and then in 2021 like those two seasons where the roster was roughly, at least pretty similar, right? Our best defenders were Alex Caruso and, and KCP, who were both guards, right? So we've never really had like a wing defender, so to speak, but but we've at least had guys that step up and, and will cover cover a a good player, right? Like a Kawhi and a a good a good wing player, you know. So wing defenders, I feel like, is the one thing that. Consistently for the last three or four seasons, have been a criticism towards the Lakers. So maybe they won't. But I think, at least I hope, Rob Pelinka realizes that this this roster is a little a little lopsided, could use some evening out, and I think a trade can still be done. I just I do hope the Lakers don't don't make a desperation trade just because they want to get something done before before the season starts or something like that. So I feel and maybe this is just like the the new season kind of hopefulness that people feel with sports right like but I do feel kind of hopeful for this team I feel like Anthony Davis is more motivated this season I mean again it's all talk right like you can you can talk a lot but until you actually put put action on the court right it's only it's only words but I do appreciate that at least Anthony Anthony Davis seems fired up he wants to get back to the defensive prowess that he had in the 2020 season he wants to he wants to lead this team and be lead the defense and play with a chip on his shoulder and all, and all those things so i i i like to hear that again we'll see what actually happens in reality if he can actually make that happen but i appreciate that he that's where his mentality seems to be again lebron james i was a little worried with him on his commitment commitment to the Lakers last season he signed the the two-year extension so that helps ease my mind with LeBron and and obviously like LeBron's gonna come out he's gonna play well he's gonna he's gonna put his effort put the effort in and and so I'm not worried about worried about that Russell Westbrook remains to be seen I'm excited about Patrick Beverly I'm excited to have Schroeder back and then the young guys I'm excited to see what they can do so there's some. There's a lot of unknowns, but there's also a lot to be excited for. Now, if the Lakers could just—I mean, the Buddy Hield Miles Turner trade could be could be the perfect trade. You bring in a guy that that can spread the floor and shoot threes, and Buddy Hield, you get another big man, good defender that can also spread the floor in Miles Turner, and take some pressure off Anthony Davis. We do have Thomas Bryant, right? We can't forget about him. We brought him in from from the Wizards. He says that he feels as healthy as, as he's ever been. He uh, he is also a guy that has had some, some injury history as a lot of big men do, but I feel excited for him. He's another guy that can spread the floor. He's kind of like a, a less good version of miles Turner right now. Hopefully he can step up and, and become a guy like miles Turner. Right. But he's, he's a guy that we think could be good, but we need him to, to prove, to prove it to us basically. So, excited for him, right? There's just a lot of unknowns this season, but again, a lot to be excited for. So I'm really curious to see what the Lakers do with this roster. Do they keep if they keep it the same, there will be a lot of questions. The Lakers will get a lot of flack from Lakers fans and from the media, which will be deserved. But I do see the Lakers trying to get better defensively, which is important and I think is great. And getting a little younger, getting some more guys in there that are fired up to play and like last season there were so many veterans on the team so many old guys that yeah there are cool names and stuff but the defense wasn't there they didn't seem to care that much every you know every day to go out and play so getting some young guys in right like juan toscano anderson he just won the championship with the warriors last season he's a young guy he wants to come out and he wants to prove himself lonnie walker same thing troy brown jr same thing thomas bryant same thing like we have all these young guys that now need to come out and prove themselves, which is a great position to be in. Like, they have something to play for. Last season, yes, we had a lot of guys that never won a championship before, so they had that to play for, but their their careers, for the most part, are set in stone. Like, they didn't have as much to play for, and that just is how it is. Like, that's just how what it was. You watch those games, and it did not feel like the Lakers played with a whole lot of fire last season. So... Hopefully the passion is up. I think it will be. So that's something to be excited for. But, yeah, at the end of the day, if the Lakers' roster isn't a little more spread out, a little more evened out, I do see some complications with the Lakers competing against some of these teams, especially in the Western Conference. So we'll see. I mean, I hope the Lakers can make a trade. I hope the Miles Turner-Buddy Hill trade can be done. I would say a Kyrie deal, but it sounds it, the proof to me that that is off the table is the Lakers trading for Patrick Beverly and signing Dennis Schroeder. I don't think we would do that if we still felt like we could get Kyrie Irving, which is unfortunate. I would have liked to see him obviously with the Lakers, as most of you all listening would as well. But it sounds like that one's for sure is off the table. I, I, I couldn't tell for a minute if it was like a hundred percent off the table or if it was really just. Maybe Kyrie playing around and being un- uncommittal or whatever, but yeah, that whole situation is a little bit of a mess with Kevin Durant and Kyrie and stuff. So we can blame Durant for for ruining that trade. I feel like that trade was about to happen and was going to happen if Durant didn't come out and, and demand a trade. Because once that happened, then that became the priority for the Nets. So I feel like I feel like I I blame Durant for ruining the Kyrie trade, but. It is what it is. I would take Buddy Healed and Miles Turner for Russell Westbrook and some draft picks in a heartbeat. Like that would be amazing. I want to like Russell Westbrook so bad, but I just, I, I just never had like I. I grew up a UCLA fan. I, I still like UCLA sports, UCLA basketball. It's I. I'm a fan. I was a fan when Russell Westbrook was went to UCLA. So I, you would think I would want. I mean, I do want to like Russell Westbrook. I want him to be good, but there's just his level, like the way he plays. Again, he plays hard and stuff, but I just have never thought it was conducive or efficient to winning basketball, like to winning, to going to the playoffs and winning a championship. Now, if if he reduced his role and was like a working a hardworking point guard, that. Yeah, attacked the basket hard, but also passed well, played off the ball well. Kind of like Rajon Rondo was. Then I think he would be that that's the kind of basketball that would, that would be conducive to winning championships. I just don't think that the way he plays it just is so inefficient, he takes bad shots, he doesn't play defense. It it's a it's a laundry a laundry list of of reasons, but I want to like him and I, and I want if he could be the best that he could be, I would want him to be on the Lakers, but I just, we're not seeing that. So I would definitely still very, be very, very happy to, to see Russell Westbrook go to the Pacers in return for Miles Turner and Buddy Heald. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. It's all speculation at this point. Like it sounds like there's a deal was very close to being done. So that makes me feel hopeful that something could still be worked out, but at the same time, We've been talking about this trade for for months now, so we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm glad the Lakers aren't jumping in and just making a bad deal just to make a deal, but at the same time, I'd like to see something happen, so don't hold your breath, Lakers fans, but I feel like something might be in the works. We'll see. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lakers Carpool.